Seltzer Kings podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, the podcast that pairs the albums of Billy Joel with fine wine. From Cold Spring Harbor to the River of Dreams, grab a glass of your favorite vino and let's dive into the work of the Piano Man. Welcome to Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, this time live from Baja, Mexico. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, it seems like we should have uh, picked today's episode to dissect the song The Mexican Connection by Billy Joel, but uh, instead nope. we are visiting our own We're doing nylon Mex- curtain. That's right, um, we're doing nylon curtain today. Yeah, we're, we're, we are once again dissecting the albums of Billy Joel while enjoying fine wine. As the podcast is wont That's to right. do. That's right, bottle of white, bottle of red. But today we are uh, we have a special guest. Yeah. And I, we're in a special location. I feel like last episode we broke a lot of rules and did a lot of wacky shit. And, we did. Uh, we were doubling down on that with a international Mexican recording session that no one will see. That's right. And a very special guest. Yes. Uh, someone very special to you and I. Yeah. And our past work, but uh, just also a fantastic human being, connoisseur of wine, connoisseur of music. Kind of sore. You worked out today. Josh Lay. Josh Lay, welcome. Hola, mi amigos. Hola. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Um, also, I like my, my intros. Like, he loves music. He loves wine. Um, which I was always like, oh, man, my comedy acting partners. We've done so many, <laughs> like, creative projects together. It's like, man, he works in restaurants. Yeah. Um, but also... Whatever you know, oh. what this is a treat. Uh, treat. I'm gonna let it speak for itself. I th- yeah, I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. people will understand how funny you are. Just, just in the yeah. Well, this isn't about comedy. This is serious business. No, oh, we I have mean, a lot to dissect here today. Sure, just like life, there's comedy, there's tragedy, there's uh-huh. uh, all types of stuff. Um, is can I set the scene? Of Please, set kind the of scene. What's oh yeah, what's going on here? Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, for one, we're like, it, as you said, we're in Baja. Mm-hmm. Um, Baja, Mexico. Baja, Mexico. Lo siento, mi español no es muy bueno, pero uh, poco y poco. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the only phrase he knows. Yeah. Es correcto. But, um, so welcome to the podcast, Poco y Poco. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I mean, this is an international podcast. so um, yeah. This is our first international episode as yeah. well. Right. And I will say <laughs> this, in, uh, internationally, just things work a little different. It's just We'll we'll figure it out on the absolutely line, of course and, absolutely. and and another difference for this episode um, with the wine itself this is our first bubbly episode yeah which we're, how, sorry no I mean I was gonna say that you know the bubbles of the ocean the uh, as as mm-hmm. we sit beside the ocean as it rumbles we can actually hear the ocean through the windows right, right yeah. Now. Uh, we got bubbles there. We got bubbles in the wine. That's mm-hmm. kind of a stretch, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it roll. And what level of honesty about the wines? Mm-hmm. Like, is this like a you know sponsored by Kleenex or something that we've got to like? It's actually sponsored by Celery Wines. Celery Wines, oh, Brooklyn, there Brooklyn, 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 New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who Bayridge Brooklyn, who they provide all of our wines. Yeah, Catherine and uh, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, great people. Yeah, great, fantastic. Wines. In fact, let's let Catherine describe our uh, first wine, our white. In Catherine s- in Spanish. Uh, uh, this is pre-recorded. Excellent. So, uh, excellent. Maybe, we'll, maybe it will be in Spanish, and it'll just work out. Maybe so. Perfect. We'll okay. run it through an AI translator. There we go. All right, Catherine. 
Hi, Corey and Bill. Catherine from Celery here to talk about two wines that I believe are treasures made with pressure to pair with Billy's Nylon Curtain album. Side A, the sparkling white, is coming from a little family grower in the Cote de Blanc area of Champagne in a village called Cou. Uh, the producer is Christian Bormeau. Uh, this is not a Vutuco great big giant. This is a, a little attentive, dedicated um, grower and here they're using 100% Chardonnay, which is why it is called a Blanc de Blanc, white from white. In all sparkling wine, there are two fermentations. In Champagne, the second fermentation is always in the bottle. Uh, this has been aging for over three years. There's a really lovely, long, precise perlage. You're getting some really pretty green apple floral notes, a little brioche, a little golden nutty thing going on. Um, it is personal favorite, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so that is our first wine. Uh, mm-hmm. That's our white. Uh, yeah. Josh, being a guest, would you like to, would you love to uh, open it for us? Ooh, I would, yeah. Yeah, if you need me to hold something, um, go for no, it. That was Catherine, yeah. Catherine said, I mean, the... the it's, it's got a nice sweat on it already. It's been yeah. it's been up here sitting mm-hmm. in the... Uh, sitting in the hot Mexican... <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing. Can I just be, can I be full honesty? Yeah, um, please. I don't love champagne right. or sparkling um, well, this is wine. definitely the episode for you. Yeah. Right. So that being said, I'm super excited about to drink a f- two full, full yeah, bottles. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I will say this: this is a very special thing. And and Josh, you have lived in France, um, so you can kind of speak towards this. What? But but <laughs> uh, wow. Je, je ne parle pas français. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's uh, a third aidez, language aidez-moi, of the episode. Aidez-moi, folks. s'il vous plaît. Um, you understand kind of regions and, and such but but champagne region is very specific a lot of people say champagne and they just mean sparkling wine this is actually champagne yeah this is actually champagne from the region of champagne yeah. in uh in en france so yeah actual champagne it's it's very i, I think a lot of times people are drinking prosecco <laughs> when they are talking about drinking champagne um, or they're drinking, you know, just some other some sparkling wine. Some sparkling wine, but this is an actual champagne. Actually, when I was living in France, yeah. France, yeah, um, Blanquette, which is some would say, is the original champagne. Wow. Oh, really? That champagne stole from the region. Hey, <laughs> I about poked my eye. Out. You really? You did. weren't even that. that you Dude, were still t- twisting it, just, it off. I was still twisting it. Yeah. You know what that was? It's because champagne was like, oh really? Oh, oh. You want to talk about blanc? Yeah. You want to talk about who the original is? I'll leave you with one eye, That's like a freaking pirate. That was, well, that was great. You saw that, right? Yeah. I did see that. It popped while I was still twisting. These bottles yeah. have also well, been in an airplane. So these bottles have been in an airplane. You got to keep your hand over top of the cage just for safety. Sorry, I'm holding a mic and. Yeah, it's a little. We're we're flying with the seat of our pants today. Do I pour as well? Yeah, you pour. All right. Here, I'm going to hold your microphone again. So Josh is going to pour up the wines, and then we're going to get into today's episode. Yeah, the nylon curtain. The nylon curtain. And Catherine kind of gave it away a little bit, but um, obviously one of the singles on this album is Pressure. That's right. Which is kind of why we've decided to go with the bubbles today, because under pressure. Right. You know, a little little pressure there. Little Josh released with that big pop. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think we should just... Get right into it. Let's have a sip of this uh, champagne. Yeah, pass out the pass out the flutes. <laughs> uh, they're uh, really shysty pours. I apologize. Hey, it's we'll just right. keep pouring. Doesn't matter. Did all you right. did, do you know the proper yeah, it's, champagne pour? It's the not to the. You mean like how to pour it? Yeah, yeah to, how to pour it to to not create the the bubbles. To the sli- like a like a beer, no? Like you pour it into like at an angle. Well, so the glass itself provides the angle. So technically, oh. you are supposed to pour it directly lateral, but you're supposed to let the stream hit the side and then kind of disperse. And also hold it by the bottom, right? That's why the divot. Exactly. Your thumb goes in the divot. and But also, who has that much wrist strength? Uh, no? vi- I don't know. Very good. Very wine very wine psalms. Right. I'm a strong hold wrist. It, hold it by the mm. divot. Oh. Here you go. Thank you. Well, this smells fantastic. Um, I'm very excited to try. Shall, shall we? Um, yeah. Here. Let's just get in there. Salute. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Salute. Salute. Here we go. All right. All right. First taste. That's okay. good. You know That's what? Nice. It, it it immediately, the two things I dislike about champagne is, well, A, if it's sweet, it, it I just hate it already. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other one is if, like, it's too dry, and I basically, like, 
can feel the headache I'm going to have the next day mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And this is complex. This has a lot going on. Yeah. And I can tell that it, it's it's not it's not either of those categories. It's got some good. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely got a little sweetness on the front end, but not that like cloying sweetness. It's almost I, I'm kind of going on a limb here, but like get a little bit like a strawberry gummy bear on that. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. You know, I um, which color is the strawberry? <laughs> I think it's pink. I okay, think so. yeah. I will say again, I don't, I don't love champagne, mm-hmm. but uh, I gotta say this is nice. It's pretty nice. Um, wow. Was, yeah. Well, okay. Let's um, let's get on to the matter at hand. Today's album is the Nylon Curtain. Billy Joel, The Nylon Curtain. This is uh, his eighth studio album, mm-hmm. uh, released on September 23rd, 1982. I was 13 days old. Bill was 13 days old. I was one year away. Josh, Josh was, was a twinkle in Billy Joel's eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Joel is Josh's dad. That's, that's, that's the main reveal. This is Billy <laughs> yeah, Joel's this Josh's father. Shit. I, we, we were gonna, I thought that was like the end reveal, but yeah, yeah. Billy Joel is Josh my dad. Joel. So, Billy, hopefully you're listening and we got some news for you. Yeah, exactly. Billy Josh. A <laughs> um, couple things about this album before we get in. A couple mm-hmm. quick things. Um, r- recorded with his band, however, well, not recorded with Richie Canada. Is yeah. uh, who Richie Canada? Josh. Wait, by that the way. was Richie Canada. Just from listening to past episodes. Sure. Ooh. It's uh, what was that like? Hey Rico! Yeah, yeah, that's him, right? Yeah. That's who yeah, he's talking. Saxophone player. Yeah. And he he died. He left the group. He what left. Happened? He okay. left. He left the band. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the rest of the album. This was one of the first albums to be digitally recorded, mixed, and mastered yeah. in its entirety. Yeah. When it, this came out, there's a, there's a weird thing about Billy Joel. Like if you go look, we've discovered that the very first CD was Fifty Second Street. And the first CD ever anywhere of like all music. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, Billy really? Joel was album. Billy Joel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then when Sony went and went back to pressing vinyl in like 2007, I think mm-hmm. the first thing they pressed was Billy Joel. Is that a fact? And then yeah. this album's the first all digitally. Wait, really? Yeah. He's like sonically yeah. weirdly been like. <laughs> He's the James these... Cameron of music. Yeah. Wait, is <laughs> exactly. It... I will say when I. Because my Billy Joel novel, novel. I'm writing <laughs> You're a, novel. a Billy Joel novel. Yeah, about it's a is, it's about my dad. Chapter it's one. It's called My Dad Billy. Um, <laughs> it's no, it's like when I first listened to it, my my knowledge of Billy Joel yeah. is pretty minimal. It's like sure, Piano Man, you know. And then I listened to this album, yeah. and I was like, okay, yeah. So let's it, actually that that's a good. For you being a very casual Billy Joel fan, our last guest, Anthony, was a, a huge Billy Joel fan, but for you being kind of more of a, yeah, I would hear stuff, it's yeah, on the radio. I'm into it. I would say this first song might mm-hmm. be one of his biggest singles and most like played single. Wait, really? So, yeah, you, yeah. Let, let's, let's start it off it. real okay. quick. Ready? Mm-hmm. Here yeah. we go. Oh, boy, get on the tracks, first baby. Also, of- like, we're like, this is like three albums in starting with a wacky sound effect. I, I kind of love like to me it's like all right boys get the lunch yeah, pails time to hit the docks. I mean, it's, you just imagine a music video with like some steam coming out. Yeah, it's like the Beauty and the Beast intro except for like blue collar. Yeah. So did you? Okay. So, so did you hear the song? Have you heard the song? You yeah, 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 yeah. So you know Allentown. Yeah, so this okay. is Allentown. Yep. Like Huge. when I heard, it, I was like, okay. But then also I was like, it's kind of one of those songs where I was like, I know this song. Have I heard this song? It's yeah. kind of one of those things like I knew it, but I. I don't know any of the words. Yeah. So maybe I guess <clears throat> I don't know. The more you like say these little things like, oh, super popular MTV Billy Joel. I'm like, wait, what? What's that? I would say it started with this album. I, mean, I guess like yeah. you're talking about like from like a music video standpoint. Yeah, yeah. and actually like, it probably did start with this album. Yeah, because yeah, there is an Allentown music video. You know, he said in interviews this is kind of his boomer album. It's, okay. it's kind of a more a contemporary album about the baby boomer generation and especially like the Reagan era of the 80s. Mm. And I think this album, you know, takes a lot more kind of inspiration from like the Beatles and these kind of like it does sound like the Beatles. So many songs of this album. Yeah, yeah when I was listening like to it, Beatles. I was like, "Oh, there's yeah. definitely Beatles." Yeah, left. totally. Okay. Um, let's go a little more into this song. Yep. Um, and just like what the song is talking about, so. Oh man, he, I mean, was this song written today? Am I right, folks? Oh boy. Yeah. 
Oh, you talking about AI bots? Robots? <laughs> He's not talking about And that. a robot is now building my car. And it's walking down planks in the bar. I recorded this album with GP Chat. So, yeah, I mean, it's the album, is, the song is very, uh, the song is, yeah, I'm going to get some more wine. The song is, there's no metaphor here. It's that they're living yeah. in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Where factories are shutting. Yeah, it's about yeah. the Rust Belt decline. And right. actually, yeah. two two things were, one, the song was, Allentown fits what he, fits the song better mm-hmm. in terms of, like, right. the patter of Allentown. Yeah. The actual song's about Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Ooh, which I've been to. Yeah. Oh, get out of here. I also think if he's saying a song, we're living here in Bethlehem, people would immediately think it was and, like about uh, like Jesus. Ju- yeah, Jesus Christ turning. about to be born. But also but when the he... wise men had to follow the star. We need to build more inns because they're all overcrowded. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely this kind of like angry Joel thing where he's like, I'm embracing the working man. If you compare it to like Springsteen embracing the working man, which like I feel like the working man embraced Springsteen back. It really like it, it kind of was a perfect marriage, and Billy Joel embracing the working man is still kind of like I don't know. I don't. I feel like they're not He's kind a, of on the same level. But yeah, I feel Billy like Joel's a piano guy. Like yeah, yeah. I feel like Springsteen was more yeah like down like made his made his way down south because i think springsteen reads is more authentic and i think like born in the usa like yeah. right come on which weirdly that song was done tongue-in-cheek that that's yeah it's had, like it's, it's totally about ironic. yeah 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 of course but yeah. i think springsteen pulls it off because he kind of he's down there with the people he's singing to and i think right. i think billy joel's a little too arch and he's a little too do you think it's a little bit more like not it's like when somebody like like politicians try to be like and they're taking our factories yeah. and it's like we like yeah, it's like we're smarter than you think. It's, it's the Joe the Plumber of songs, right? Yeah, there was a big video. Yeah. It was in heavy rotation on MTV during 1982 and 83, nudity. and there was nudity in yeah. it. Whoa. The original version of the video features partial male nudity at the beginning when male coal miners are taking a shower, yeah. but that part was edited when it aired on MTV. Kind of weird that he did a whole thing about like you tough coal miners, and then they did a bunch of choreography <laughs> with naked guys in yeah. it. Yeah, they were like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, yeah, we wasn't doing that. Um, uh, what? We couldn't even see for starters how we gonna do our whole choreography. Yeah. I'm not taking a shower with my guys <laughs> <laughs> unless uh, unless it's part of the job in which we got to get it done, fellas. And then I get union pay. <laughs> this cold man is like, "Hey, Billy Joel's gonna champion you guys and write a song." It's like, oh yeah, that's great. It's awesome. Also, you're gay in the song. I mean, oh, that's, right. you know what uh, that is? That's, uh, the, what? that's that's the Simpsons episode of the Steelworkers. <laughs> it's like we, we work, work hard, hard. <laughs> and we play hard. Everybody dance now. Uh, uh, that was um, fantastic. All right, so all right moving on. That, yeah. I mean, song number song, two, Laura. His piano riffs are his thing. Yeah, he's, he's the piano man. He's the piano man. But is that what is that kind of where that song is about him, piano man? Not to get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold on, can we, can we talk about the theme of this podcast real quick? I, I know we're already in like twenty minutes, but I just want to. What's his deal? What does he real play? Quick. Who's Billy Joel besides my dad? In the middle of the night. Is this about getting drugs? No, it's actually, it's about... Um, it's like about having a, a fix, like getting your fix? No, it's actually, he said it's about a woman mm-hmm. or any person who like really bugs you or annoys you or vexes you. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Passes on her. I mean, this also, is, how much does this, this sound is like the Beatles? Beatles song? Yeah. That's what, yeah, this is a song for sure. Yeah, like this. I mean, he's doing a straight he, up. He's like caught in her face. Yeah, it's, that, it's almost like a straight up Beatles impression. Right, but does he do that? And people are like, yeah, that's. I, love I that. think he. I think he went into it like we, we've said in past episodes. There's a little. There's always little moments that that are the Beatles. You could tell that he grew up loving the Beatles and yeah. just kind of like absorbed as much as he can. Um, this uh, th- there's a line in this song later on that just says. She can punch all the key. Uh, I'm her machine, and she can punch all the keys. She can push any button I was programmed through. So mm-hmm. it's like a whole song mm-hmm. about someone who kind of like just pushes your buttons. Um, so yeah, Laura, good song. There, I'm, I'm trying to yeah. think if there's much else to say. There's about not it a specific Laura in like his life. It was just I don't kind of like a that's vague a, person that's mm-hmm. like that's a very good question. Um, uh. 
the lyrics of Laura depict the singer as being codependent on a woman named Laura. Musicologist Walker Everett describes Laura as being an aggressive woman who traumatizes the singer. Hmm. He can't resist taking her phone calls, even though he knows she's in trouble hmm. and that his efforts to help will only lead to more problems. Um, it's kind of like you can't be the savior of someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. A- interesting thing. Um, uh, Chuck Klosterman. Oh yeah, who is uh, wrote a book called Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs? And, Wasn't uh, that was that the, like the Oprah? No, that was something. Pray in peace. Eat, pray, pray, love. love? Eat, that's pray, it. love. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Wasn't that like? Didn't he like plagiarize that book or something? No, that's, that's no. You're thinking like uh, thinking a million of? little pieces. That's million it. Little pieces. Okay, you just. I digress. Josh is like conflates every book. <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, who wrote that? Was that Tolstoy? I think. I think there's one book. Is there's one book? There's right? one book. Every right? book I've read is the same book. It's that right? one book that Oprah. It was on Oprah. O- Oprah, right? And it's also the Bible. That's and right. the Quran. There's only one book. That's a and, good, uh, true yeah, book. Okay, that's the book. I read um, that book. Uh, Klosterman. Klosterman wrote um, a, an essay on this, and uh, said that it's just it's basically about someone who like won't get out of a relationship that's clearly over and mm-hmm. he's like allowing this woman to traumatize yeah, okay. him. Yeah. And then also, Josh, you did say, is there a Laura in his life? Mm-hmm. Um, Joel's drummer, Liberty DeVito, eventually disclosed that Laura was actually written about uh, Joel's own mother, hmm. Rosalind. Uh, wow. Interesting. So, <coughs> you know, a lot of... Right. A lot, lot of... Lot of lot I think of, this would be a good... pain? Um, yeah. Could no. be, could be a, a good moment, like, who's the Laura in your life oh, and yeah. how do you deal with it? Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway. How do you deal with Laura? Well, I think you deal with Laura by somehow figuring out how to get rid of the pressure. Oh, oh which brings boy. us to our next song. Ooh, this song is. Yeah, I, I mean, did. just get ready. Oh, I'm. I'm... Whoops. Well, hold on. Little. It, it, maybe. Maybe it comes now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Literally, it's just robots on an assembly line. <laughs> It's just AI technology. I mean, this, and there's one human like manager the, trying to like keep it all yeah. under control. This is like in Allentown was like the actual human workers. This is the robot factory. <laughs> right. that but, it's got, but it's got a it's got a human manager, yeah. and it's like <laughs> you better make ends meet. And the robots are working faster than he can handle the the yeah. output to keep all the like <laughs> spreadsheets and data and organized. <laughs> I will say that that riff is fantastic. What the synth riff? Yeah, it, it's, it's insane. I mean, it, oh, yeah, it's great. It it feels like sinister. It feels like almost non-Joel. It, it it has an edge to it that I feel a lot of Billy Joel does not have. It feels futuristic to me. Yeah. Now that riff is like it's like Signals era Rush. It's like it's almost proggy. Hmm. Yeah. But, Hold on. It's like it's, and it also changes as the song goes on. Yeah, it goes higher, like dur, dur. yeah, yeah. But then, so we we used to do um, a music video show. That's right. Called That's right. the the. You could have uh, led with that at the top. That's true. You could have led with that. You could have led with anything else than what you. Oh, did. you hate that intro, I guess. You do. Nah, hate the intro. It's fine because you know what? Whatever. We're gonna cut it all out. Okay, yeah. great. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, <laughs> but when we used to do the show together, we watched the the video for pressure oh yeah and it's a bunch of kids in a class it has almost or parts of it have Mm -hmm. it's almost kind of like a little bit of like a pink floyd another brick on the wall yeah and i remember there was one kid there's one kid who's holding his desk down yeah there's water sloshing everywhere and when we were when when during the show we were like oh my god why'd i bring on this water to school (laughs) but it's 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 like like, just be yourself but does everyone know you brought all this water to school exactly yeah hold on I mean, that's that kind of Beatles. Beatles. That's yep. Beatles. Every sure. single song on this album has some Beatles stuff going on. I love this. <laughs> that's the guy in the break room with all his robot coworkers. I know, and they're like, "We're all just having lunch," <laughs> but their lunch is two seconds because they don't eat. He's <laughs> like, "I was gonna have a break because I eat so fast." And it's like, "No, guys, we're still just have a break. Enjoy your treat yourself." Listen to Joel scream. They're just eating nuts and bolts. Just throw them in their mouth. <laughs> that part was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think this song is... I love this, this song. This is a pretty pretty amazing song. Yeah. 
So this is closing it out. Dude, seeing that one live would be yeah. really amazing. That'd be fun. It'd be that'd like be the, really um, it, what was it, the VMAs with Slim Shady, where all the Slim Shadies come down the aisle? <laughs> but it'd be just the water flooding the just entire be, theater. It'd be a bunch of kids carrying water balloons, <laughs> like marching in single file in unison to like all dumping them in one big vat on stage that Billy Joel's in as the what, like water. It's like a Houdini act, and he's handcuffed, and the water keeps filling up until it comes over his head, and then he swallows the key. And it's like, Russia, and there's a blackout. Why does he swallow a key? Because he... How he, do you hear him if he's underwater? Because it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knows the song, so they fill in the blanks with he's their just, mind. He's just going like... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Joel, and now next... Swiss Beats and Kiara. <laughs> um, all right, so that was that was pressure. So okay, we're about to close out side A. Oh really? It was in a side A. No, we got one more song. We got one more song. <laughs> yeah, but no. I will say this too, like this kind of side A with this wine, yeah, or champagne. Yes, um, it's growing on me. It, it's what, great. What's growing on you? The the, the no the champagne. Like that champagne. first sip, it was like, oh, yeah. this is nice. But it's like, whew. Is it like I'm New enjoying this a lot. New Year's Eve, but yeah. now I'm kind of like, ooh, this is really nice. It yeah. is really the the champagne itself. Like it doesn't. You know how like you were saying like too dry champagne kind of hits you in the back mm-hmm. of the tongue, and yeah. you're like, ah. Or if it's too sweet, it's like I don't like this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Your, your mouth is, immediately gets dehydrated. Yes. Just like this is this is like pretty yeah. middle of the road in the best way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, so you guys ready for some more sound effects? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about this song because I think that... This song is another kind of epic. Also, the song How long is this song? Like Seven minutes minutes and three seconds. This is is something special. All right, here. Everybody be quiet. Get ready. In the ocean, you see your your thoughts. Choppers. Choppers. This is taking a nap in Nam, I guess. Yeah. (gasps) (gasps) Maracas. Oh... It's your heartbeat race starting to mm-hmm. come to life. Also, so I know this entire album was recorded digitally. Like we know those are choppers because they're supposed to be, but that does not. That sounds like like yeah. a freaking video game. So yeah. So yeah, this is Good Night Saigon. Yeah, it's his Vietnam song. Yeah. Okay, but this is like a, a Vietnam song. Absolutely. Yep. Oh yes. really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he wrote this. No, song. I was just saying that's kind of. Yeah. No, so he wrote the song. Oh, because it's like the boomer. Yeah, okay. yeah. And he wanted to write a song. Uh, it what says, was his stance on Nam? Do we well, know? Interesting. I so loved it. it says he. <laughs> he was like, it makes very sense. happy. He was like, it makes sense. It's clear. It's going really well. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it was a very. Both direct. sides are benefiting. <laughs> yeah. Seems like there was a clear reason why we should have been there. Yeah. Yeah. North and south, I think, are going to come together. <laughs> mm. um, it says, Our military is not outmatched. Not at all. <laughs> so this song is about Vietnam. So yeah. it depicts the situation I and mean, the attitude of the United States Marines beginning with their military training on Paris Island. Yeah. So the beginning thing, it's like the opening, some of the open lines are like, we met as soulmates on Paris Island. Oh, right, 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 right. It's like an opening class of Marines. Yeah. Wait, and Paris Island, forgive me for my Paris ignorance, Island. Paris Island is... I think Paris? it's off of South Carolina? It's in and, South Carolina. And it's, yeah. it's like it's a, a, it's a Marine army training ba- camp. Yeah. Okay. It's like Marine boot camp. It's okay. funny, this song, it, it pretty much like follows the plot of Full Metal Jacket. It like it starts does. in basic yeah. training oh. and then ends up, you know... Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Billy Joel said, he described himself as an active draft dodger. He was like, I didn't go. Oh, I tried to draft, draft. And so, because he didn't go, he talked to a bunch of his friends growing up. Did he ever play for like the troops or the military or anything? I'm not sure. He, I feel like he's... Well, he, he said that he talked to a lot of people that went to Vietnam and said, I want to try to get an accurate portrayal. And he also <laughs> said, I don't want to take a political stance. I'm just going to, I just want to mm. describe like okay. what this is about. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to take a political stance. I personally dodged the draft. He said, time has a way of healing wounds or making them easier to look at to see if they've scabbed up. Mm. He said, uh, the guys came home from Vietnam and that's it. It doesn't end until these guys are absorbed into the mainstream and we deal with our feelings about it. Okay. So it basically just think of like how messed up Vietnam was. So yeah. it starts out with this piano. We met his soulmates on Paris Island. And yeah. then goes through. It's, it takes a very interesting musical turn. Yeah. I think. So, guitars come in. Yeah. We pass the hash pipe. We prayed to Jesus. Also, how reminiscent of that is of the crazy train. I 
Yeah, yeah dude, totally. It's it, one thousand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, really good. Yeah. I think okay. Yeah. It, it goes into this almost like not sea shanty, but like it goes into this like you just imagine everyone standing and singing in this yeah. giant chorus. And like it's pretty dark. They're basically yeah. like, but it's like people from like the like battlefields, like their gir- like souls lifting up to the right yeah. heavens. They're like basically saying like, all right, we'll we're, we're all, all in together. this together. There's a lot of humanity in the way that he does it. Yeah, <clears throat> where he just focuses on how it was like people showed up and yeah. said, um, "We've got a job to do, yeah. and we're going to do it." Right, and kind of like the Allentown thing. The factory yeah, closed down, but it true. was the yeah. battlefield, and it was the government being like, "Come on home, boys," and everybody was like, "We hate you," and it was like, "We thought we were going to come back as heroes." Yeah, 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 exactly. So Someone, someone's like, they get back first day from Vietnam. They're like, "I made it out. I didn't lose any limbs. It's great. Going to work at this factory in Allentown <laughs> next week." God damn it! Exactly. But, but there's good news. You're going to be the manager. Meet your team. Repression. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know? the p- cultural places where this song has ended up. So I mean, the whole time I was thinking about it, I kept thinking of the musical Miss Saigon, but I realized yeah. it's not in Miss Saigon. Hmm. It was in somewhere else that I saw a couple years ago. A movie? Not a movie, but a TV show. Mm. It was MASH. On, not MASH. Freaks and Geeks. No. It was on a little TV show We're going to keep naming every show until yeah. she tells us. Uh, it was on a little TV show oh, called right. Saturday Night Live. When Will Ferrell hosted, did you ever see the? Did you ever see the we we would all go down together sketch? What? So there's a sketch where it. I'll, I'll set up the beginnings. So we don't have to watch the whole thing. It's Bill Hader, Daryl Hammond, Keenan Thompson, and Will Ferrell, wow. and they're sitting there. And they're like, "So what are you going to do for the summer?" And they're four businessmen, and they keep <laughs> talking about one of them's going to have a baby, one's going to go on vacation, and then at one point. Will Ferrell starts talking about going on vacation, and he talks about when he went to Vietnam, and all of a sudden you just hear. He <laughs> just goes, <laughs> and he just starts singing the song. I mean, who knew this reference though? I and then like, when you first saw this, you probably didn't know what the hell was going on. I I no. didn't. I didn't. Which and, actually, then, actually, with no context, exactly. I think yeah. it's way better because you're yeah. like, what. Am I watching? And then after he sings for like a full minute, it goes back to the other businessmen. Okay, when was he in Vietnam? He went there on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Four years ago. It keeps going, and then the band eventually builds out. Yeah. Oh, it's like an epic. Is that Paul Rudd? It's Paul Rudd, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, Tom Hanks, all of Green Day, (laughs) the rest of the cast of SNL. I mean, this is amazing. Artie Lang? Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I got to say, like... Like, Paul... It's like we are the world of Vietnam songs. There's Anne Hathaway? What? Norm MacDonald's just holding a guitar. It's so weird. Yeah, everyone just walks off. Oh, there's Seth Meyers playing a flute? What a great sketch. I mean, what a great sketch. I mean, you know that that, the sketch came from, like, someone was just like... Remember that Billy Joel song that's like eight minutes long about Vietnam? Should what? we just lean in and, and then commit? Just yeah. Listen to it and be like, "This is a crazy song." It's like, yeah, what if that's the sketch? Yeah, and yeah. also too that they really nailed the like epicness yeah. of the final like, you know, we all go down together. Yeah. That was epic. Uh, this this uh, this has been epic. Yeah. This is over now, right? No, the first half the is okay. So bottle we, of white, and now we have a bottle of red. All right, um, we're gonna. We're gonna tuck in to side two. Mm, tuck, tuck into the gnar. Tuck into the gnar. All right. Which is not a phrase, by the way. All right. It's s- shred some gnar. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in a second. Fair enough. Bye. Bye. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back for side two of the Nylon Curtain. Woo! Still in Mexico. William Joel, we're still in Mexico. 
Yeah. So we are sticking with a sparkling wine mm-hmm. for pressure, and it is a red wine. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people know that there can be sparkling red wines, but yeah. some people, I didn't know until probably like 10 years ago. What, sparkling? Sparkling reds. Yeah. <clears throat> like Lambrusco? Like a Lambrusco? I mean, it's, that's, that's what that's we got. That's exactly what we got. So okay. Catherine. Catherine, um, tell us about this Lambrusco. Tell us about this Lambrusco. Side B is paired with a sparkling red. This is in a frizzante style, just something between still and sparkling, a little bit less pressure um, or atmospheric pressure than you're finding in the champagne. Uh, this is coming from the region of Emilia Romagna in northern Italy. In the western part of the region is an area called Castelvetro. Um, the grape itself is called Lambrusco, and there are a number of different Lambrusco clones. This particular one is called Grasparosa, thought to be the most notable of all the Lambrusco clones. Um, it has some nice structure and some nice tannin. This is made by a, another little family winery. This is by the Gibellini brothers of Tenuta Pedersana. Basically, just about a garage winery, a little larger than a garage winery. So much uh, attention to detail paid here. The wine is coming from a single vineyard called Canto Libero, which means free song. And I hope that's what you feel like singing while you drink it. Um, um, there's absolutely no sulfur added here. It is pure as can be. You get that nice, silky, ripe, red, round, cherry kind of note. And um, pizza is the, the way to go with this. Yeah. All right, Catherine. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Also, have y'all had Catherine on? We haven't had Catherine. Well, she's, she's Catherine's technically on, on every she's episode. She's technically on every episode. We haven't had her as an official guest, which She'd is be a great, great idea. Guest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Catherine... Well, I guess we need to pour the wine first. Yes. Mm. Let me open this. Beautiful bottle, by the way. And is Catherine, like, hand-picking these wines? She is hand-picking these wines. She is hand-picking the wines. Catherine is actually... From their store. Yeah. From their store. The store in Bay Ridge. I mean, they have an amazing selection of wines. Do they ship? Do their store ship? They ship. They ship. Free in New York, right? They ship free in New York. Okay. And if you use the code, uh, we'll put the code in the episode notes. I believe it's... I believe the code is Rosé instead, if yes. we put that on there. Yes. Uh, awesome. Um, you will get free shipping in Brooklyn from Celery right? Wines. Yeah. She's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Um, and, and also, Catherine, Billy Joel fan as well. Oh, yeah. Um, she does actually handpick these based on uh, the notes of the album. Oh, so that's not you all just like writing the script for no, her. No, she to actually read. like. She no, we, we talked to her. We kind of explained the album. Like, it was her idea to you know do pressure to do, um, to do the bubbly for that. Oh, so. awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say this, Catherine. You know, I said I wasn't a huge, uh, you know, bubbly fan, but that last champagne was that was great. That was really nice. So, um, Catherine, let's see if. Uh, although I, I do kind of like Lambrusco. Pass me so. your glasses. Yeah. Raise your glasses. Also, I love that label. Can you kind of like? Uh, all these labels are done by Billy Joel. <laughs> he made all these labels. But and he was like, "That's what the song Pressure is about." He has to keep coming up with <laughs> new like, wine labels. I'm a musician, and I can't even draw. Oh man, this smells. Real nice. It's going to hopefully not spill on my white sweatshirt that I decided to wear. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we're pouring all these wines over Bill's computer. And a white bed. A white (laughs) white Airbnb bed. (laughs) A white Airbnb bed spread. It'll be fine. That's what the cleaning fee is for. That's true. I can already see just visually uh, effervescence is much less Mm, than the champagne. And you know what? Yeah. And also some like really like dark 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 fruits. fruits. Dark fruits, but also like a kind of sourness, kind Mm, of a tartness. Oh, that's nice. Kind of like a like a cranberry, and that nice chill on it is wow. This is we're gonna taste it, folks. Yeah, this is what the doctor ordered right here. I'm getting like dark cherry and Ooh. like it's also like I'm, I'm like sorry, a, a chilled red. Yeah, like a chilled Lambrusco. Hey, come on, guys. If, I if think side I mean, B is anything like this wine. Yeah. we're in for a real treat. I agree. Well, let's get into uh, the first song on side B. All right, she's right on time. Here we go. Just like this. Again, a piano riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a piano riff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I kind of like this song. Yeah. I, I was cleaning. Already kind of like psychedelic Beatles. Yeah. yeah. It's, like a, it's like a modern I'll be home for Christmas kind of. Kind of is, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Also, his voice, he's using like a different... Yeah. Different... Maybe that's why I never really thing. knew like much about Billy Joel because I this never knew what he sounded yeah. like. Like now he's back into it a little bit, but also kind of ep- like kind of like a ballad. Like yeah, like, <clears throat> if you turned over side A and it was like 
and we'll all go down yeah. together. Like, it's not so drastic that you're like, right. what is this like sad sack song? Yeah. It's like kind of got this epic, yeah. yeah. Kind of like, like, kind of like <clears throat> it keeps pushing through to like in yeah. a musical sense. So interesting, you bring that up, and we've talked a lot about this on the on this podcast. You know, Bill is very into the physical media in the album, mm. and um, moving through the album. Uh, this song was kind of put there, or it's you know thought to have been put there to sort of contrast. Like if you're listening to this all the way through, you mm-hmm. just finished Goodnight Saigon, yeah, huge epic about Vietnam, and then you kind of get a little palate cleanser with this like sort of uplifting thing yeah. about love and relationships and that kind of thing. But it's also mm-hmm. kind of him coming, like he's making his way back home for Christmas, right? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So is this Billy Joel's Christmas song? Is it? Is like it? Billy Joel never released like a proper Christmas album, or there's no like. Wait, really? No, it's, it's his Christmas yeah, it's song his about Christmas two song. people getting getting back together. Question: Is this yeah. going to be on like every like Brooklyn dive bars Christmas playlist? Well, that's what's weird is because I listen to a lot of like an indie Christmas or like yeah, you know I like it gets it starts I like making Christmas like music, a to but C I like yeah, yeah. I like the weird kind of like oh I love weird it. covers and out same, there same. and stuff. Never heard Billy Joel. I don't think this one mm. gets, but I think what you get more is like Wham, Last Christmas, or what's mm. that one? What's the band? Some like, Willie Nelson. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, uh, the waitresses. Yeah, the yeah, waitresses. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's a fantastic song. Dun, 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 it is. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. I love that but, song. Yeah, I like this song. That kind of. It's, yeah. it's a great song. Ooh, little harpsichord mm-hmm. sounding break. Ding, 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 ding. Also, mm-hmm. this it's very this is um, Beatles. That's Beatles. Beatles-y. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent Beatles. It's like in my life yeah. that like harpsichord break. Yeah, it is. Great drums. Yeah. Great drums. Also, one thing you could notice here is that the album has not, I think, either none or very little saxophone because Richie Cannata's oh, yeah. done. I feel like on a prior album there yeah. would have been some sax blasting yeah. through this song. I don't. I can't. I gotta say I don't miss it. I really think yeah. this album I've noticed a lot. Like I think this is like Liberty Devito shining. There's so many so great many good drum, drum songs, yeah, fills and solos and just like the drums sound fantastic on this album. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> this is about him um, or this this character kind of coming back from Vietnam to like make it home in time. I like, think it's I think it's more just about a couple, but okay. I guess if you're going to create a narrative. But not Lara, who he hates, who might who might be. He might she might be there. Listen, maybe he joined, maybe he enlisted to get away from Lara. He went to Nam and he felt the pressure. Mm-hmm. Went to Nam and then maybe he's coming home to her. But right. then that's interesting. Let's say cuz we go, all we always return to our trauma. And let's mm. say, let's say we return to our trauma. We come home for Christmas and guess what? Guess what? The trauma catches up with you, and the next song is called A Room of Our Own. Uh-oh. So a pretty jaunty song, but yeah. Yeah. Not, not as upbeat as you think it's going to be, subject-wise. Right. right, right. Yeah. Oh, right. So it's about a couple that's fighting, right. and they're basically like, maybe we should split up. <coughs> oh, I thought it was like. Okay, I think it's, I think it's about like maybe getting like a little. Being like, coming back from Vietnam, realizing like the effect that it has, <laughs> and getting into the op- and getting into opioids. <laughs> Here's this, to quote the Big Lebowski, stop making everything about Vietnam, man. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like a, the, you can't end with side A with this epic uh, Vietnam. I think it's just a one Vietnam song on the album. Yeah. I, oh, I thought th- it was th- like that pills and razor blade things to me is just like we're both coping and we right. both have our own ways we of coping. Are the, are the razor blades are cutting up cocaine, but not or? about I think I think suicide, but, but not blade. about Vietnam, just about life in general. No, I think it's just a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it says detail, detailing a couple who need some time away from each other. The song lays out numerous differences between the two, hmm. so I think it's I think it's I mean, yeah. I think it's just kind of like you know, people dealing with their thing. <laughs> Also, song switch right here. It also feels like this This is a precursor to the next album in the sense of like it's really leaning hard into like the 1950s kind of yeah. vibe. It's almost like not swing. It's not full doo wop like, no. like Innocent Man will be. But mm-hmm. it, it's definitely like, you know, in that direction. This, 
Does this fit? Does this song fit on this album? It, well, that's the interesting thing. You get to the second side, you start the wheels start falling off a little bit because mm-hmm. the first song was fantastic. Yeah, first song's great. Okay. That was. I feel like this song would be great if you saw it live at a beach bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And well, it's like a couple right margs, and you just like it's kind of got this boom, like big bass, like yeah. dun, boom, boom, and you kind of don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. You've been having a good night, good dance music. Yeah. But if you're listening to it like we're listening to it, yeah. it's kind of like, huh? Yeah. Also, interesting thing, and this is kind of the way side B's go, but <clears throat> and you know, plays on on streaming services kind of take it. Take it as truth and also with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But like, like I do most things. Yeah, exactly. But um, but the first ones, like the first side A, Allentown, Laura, Pressure, you're you're looking at 22 million plays. Mm-hmm. Laura has one million. Pressure has 21 million. Mm-hmm. Goodnight Saigon has 22 million. Then you get to side B, mm-hmm. She's Right on Time has one million, and then you get to this song, A Room of Our Own, half a million, and wow. then they just kind of start falling off. Which again, it's like you know, it, it's diamonds true. maybe like. Ten years from now, this will be the like whatever. But there is a level listening to it. You're like, this feels way out of place. Yeah, it just yeah. feels like you've got to round out the album. Yeah, and it's like this is the side B stuff. You're talking about a pretty tight album. Like nine songs is not a long album. No, that's true. So yeah, yeah. Um, Can I so have some more of that? Yeah. Yeah. This is really good. Also, yeah, I'm really enjoying this one. Don't, yeah, don't put over the white bed. Yeah, so we get a little. We, I feel like the song is kind of like you. You sort of know what it's going to be, right? Yeah, yeah it yeah. just kind of keeps. I will going. say, can, I mean, it's y'all's podcast, but I feel like we can keep going. No, no, nah, like, I think you're right. I pretend think we, that I think song we... didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not to no offense to Billy Joel, which I guess the ultimate goal is to get Billy Joel on the podcast and talk <coughs> about this song. And yeah, why? Well, or maybe what was not his creative choice. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe not that. No, you want to be like maybe. I think maybe be like. But I'm saying maybe you can take that half a million and be like, no, I'm going to tell you why this song was actually important on that album. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure at this point Billy Joel's like pretty honest about ones that didn't right. work. But also baseball players are like Hall of Famers for batting what 386 or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. Can't yeah. all be home runs. No, well that's that's a great point. They can't all they can't all be home runs because partially the point of this stuff, especially at this point in time in making music point isn't make isn't to make a home run for every song the point's to make a full album and you got you got a couple hits on there right, right. yeah it's like an snl exactly if one sketch yeah. hits it's a success totally yeah all right um the next song um the next song is um get ready oh, i, yeah, I don't ready. know if you knew if it was coming i did it's a surprise because it's called surprises mm. <laughs> already love the scent which Whoa. is a, also a piano solo, just on synth. It is a piano <laughs> solo on synth. You can't. Yeah. This has piano us. and synth, so there's Don't two double tracks. Also, does that sound like sticks, or does that sound? What does that sound like? Don't say a word. Little journey, yeah, a little like. Journey. It's crazy how he, how much his voice changes from songs. Isn't it nuts? From like two songs ago, or it's one? actually kind of like as we're yeah. doing this, and again. I know, what was that song you were saying? Like, oh, we grew up with this song. I don't even remember. Your dad. Yeah. What was the name of that song? Allentown. No, the other one. We were like, oh, you probably know this Billy Joel song. What was it? Uh, you may be right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, Maybe, point is, uh, you hear each song, and I'm like, I, I don't. This guy sounds different every time. I know. It it, it is weird how it, this is a weird thing. I feel like he's versatile, and <coughs> also he's kind of shifting genres all the time. Where you're mm. kind of like. But people love you're, this album, right? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, you kind of don't ever know necessarily where he's landing and part of it is that the thing that is him is that he is kind of eclectic and that is Billy Joel. Um I kind of feel like though this song maybe even more than the last one we talked about. Surprises is just like he said it's a song about how you can't control everything in life, so why be surprised about it? You know? For another attack. You were so young that's actually that's that's it. Yeah, that weird, is life. In a in a weird we way, we think it's the illusion of control. Mm-hmm. We yeah. think we can do this and that. And if the pandemic taught us anything, we have no control. And I mean, now it's all an illusion. So live life now in the moment. It's always <laughs> now, guys. Always well, I w- now. I will say for a weird thing, this is this is kind of like a, an interesting thing of an artist. Billy Joel is someone who you know had a, a partially colored 
color colorful and storied life mm-hmm. as a celebrity, at least at mm-hmm. that time. Right. Um, even at this time. Uh, even at this time, even though I think he's definitely calmed down now and he's just like flying his helicopter back and forth to MSG to play shows. Right. But has very philosophical kind of yeah. songs like this where he's like, you know, we're all so naive flying through life. Why would we be surprised? It's like he's like well, kind of poignant you, in it's that. It's kind of like he's basically yeah. saying like, wake yeah. up. But wouldn't you yeah. say this is the flip side to the idea behind pressure? So pressure is essentially worrying about things happening mm. without that's beyond your control that are completely beyond your control so you feel pressure you feel pressure to try to get as much control as you can over these things that you don't have control over right whereas this song is basically saying like accept the fact accept it's almost pr- saying release uh, the pressure right it's saying accept the um impermanence of everything yeah so that there are no surprises question What's the pressure? question mm-hmm. is and this might be going off the rails uh, does he have some sort of like spiritual like background? Does he have like any sort of belief system or is he just like That's the a piano? Good is question. he just the piano man? No, I mean, I, I don't think he's religious. I th- if I had yeah. to guess, he was brought up Catholic. Probably, yeah. Right. From but I from. think he's got a very cynical kind of concept of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do we know? Is there any like, we, we know, we have no idea. Um, I mean, so he's like. The definition of like a secular musician in the sense that like spirituality, if it's there, it's something like this where it's kind of philosophical. It's not. Did he write this? He writes everything. Yeah. Yeah. He writes writes all his stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 I will say that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's. There's a lot of singer songwriters or I guess that's not the right word, but there's a lot of like singers from the 70s and 80s that you're right like they would just sing whatever was written for them Mm -hmm. like Sinatra didn't write anything but yeah I think Billy Joel's like a singular talent like he he he, I don't think he could perform other people's songs interesting I don't think anyone else could really cover him that well and to to actually what we to bring it full circle from side a the fact that he has still hit all these genres and been kind of like led the charge with like digital yeah records whatever it's like to be somebody who writes your own songs yeah. and perform like yeah. him or like it or leave it mm. come on that's good that's impressive although like, was he was he still was the family deal still happening on this album the what's family the family deal, deal? Yeah. yeah bill you want to explain the family deal is well, this like a every episode like <clears throat> and now it's well, time to explain the family i mean well it, it, this kind of was like in the very early episodes this was a big part of it but basically billy joel signed with this guy Artie rip this mm-hmm. like east coast dude and his first album came out the guy like mastered it at the wrong speed it sounded all sped up it sucked, but because of the deal Billy Joel signed, even though he left Family Records, which is the, okay. the deal he had, he had to pay them money to get out of the through, deal. It might be the next album. Through his like first eight or nine albums. See. Up through the bridge, which wow. is two albums from now. Billy Joel still had to give money his to Family Records. His first ten albums. Yeah. He had to give money to this place. It's also insane that he like kept going and kept making these albums mm-hmm. that were like successful. I mean, yeah. how do you define success? I don't know. Billy yeah. Joel, write a song about it. Mm. This wine is really good. It is really, really good. Really enjoying it. Way to go, Catherine. <sighs> Way to go, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is that is surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, the next song, we've been talking a lot about Beatles comparisons. Yeah. This next song is super interesting. Yeah. Um, this song's called Scandinavian Sky. Yeah. So let's just get into it. Hey, I've been to Scandinavia. Oh, man, you've been everywhere. This is basically like chill wave. Yeah. At this point. But also the Vietnam drummer boy. I don't know. I mean, it's like very, you know what I mean? Like that military, like. Yeah. But also, <laughs> Strawberry Fields. Oh, let yeah. me take you oh. down because I'm going to. Also, crazy thing. Yeah. Listen wow. to your headphones. It, it's mixed. Oh, yeah. It's, it's stereo pans, mixed. It's panning left and right. Listen, to, listen, everyone, to this this uh, like plane that flies by right here. So this. Oh yeah, wait. Okay. I mean, oh, hold on now. Come on. Now listen, we, you know, I know we've been like talking about, oh, he changed his voice. When this song yeah. came out, 
I mean, I mean, what was the response? People had to have said it's, like it's Strawberry Field. People were like, also, "Hey, this is the Beatles." I'm getting a lot of hints of only a northern song. Only a northern song. You know that one? To me, this that's what that song sounds like. Okay, crazy thing about this song. First of all, it ends like this. Kind of that pressure yeah. menace. But like, listen to that voice. Is that when you play a record backwards and it's like, yeah, Satan just, is yeah. my God. Yeah, it's just like a weird, incomprehensible mm-hmm. thing, which is also very Beatles because it's yeah. kind of like... Uh, I bury Paul. It's what? I bury Paul. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know that? Mm-mm. It's the Paul Walrus, Paul was dead thing. No, I think it's actually in Strawberry Fields. Hmm. But like at the end of the song, it just breaks down and then you just hear random noises. But it sounds very much like, I bury Paul. And then people were convinced that Paul McCartney died and they replaced him. Uh, right. And that's like an actual like theory that to this day, some people still believe. It's like, like the ultimate like, warrior there was, an was original Texas Paul. Tornado without his makeup on. Kinda, or, or just like Beatles QAnon. Yeah, <laughs> there's, Be- there's Beatles QAnon. Dude, if yeah. we got to get on that. Also, what is it? The like Disney movies with like good teenagers take off their clothes. Oh yeah, all, oh, the, all yeah. the Disney. That stuff was real though. That stuff was absolutely real. So Dude, I th- love that even before the internet, where like you could just read whatever the hell you want, people no. still fucking thought these things. In Lion King, he lays down and Snopes sex. hit up Snopes. All right. No, it's true. It's true. The, the, it says sex, and also there's a. A phallus on the cover of Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. I think so, we got to look up on Snopes. Okay, so the crazy thing is about this song, though, um, the lyrics are about this weird thing that happened when he was touring early in Europe. Uh, there was an incident that occurred in Amsterdam. It caused the musicians to flee from the Netherlands to Sweden. Then they talk about them tar- touring Scandinavia, had weird financial concerns. And um, what's weird financial? Concern? Well, essentially, everything's vague. They he said it was like a drug song. Okay. And and then since all that, he's basically <laughs> talks about it was when he used heroin. Uh, wow. And it says according to Joel, it got me so high I didn't know how to deal with it. It scared me. And then Phil Ramone, who produced the album, said it's a basic story of what happened to Billy and the band, their first travels. It's not too dissimilar what happened to the Beatles or other people experiencing hallucinations that tie you down to madness. So the song is kind of about them touring and him doing heroin and kind of freaking out. Oh, wow. This song is. Mm -hmm. That changes everything, no? Mm -hmm. Let's play. Can you play that again? Yeah, sure. Real quick update. Yeah. Snopes.com. Uh, Did Aladdin ask teenagers to take off their clothes? False. Oh, well, if Snopes said it, then it's got to be true. Also, is Snopes... Yeah, that's literally the job of Snopes. Yeah, but... Josh, that's literally what Snopes does. And who pays Snopes bills? Disney? Hello, Bill. Wake up, buddy boo. No, actually, they're... Surprises. Play it. They're independent. Um, (laughs) I love the idea that Snopes isn't... Snopes isn't... Are they independent? Yes. Okay. Now that we know the story of the Scandinavian heroin trip, yeah, yeah. play that like song again. Yeah, yeah. Here What's we go. it called? What's the name? Scandinavian Skies. Yeah. Starts off like this. Oh yeah, so you're like, trying to get away from it all, kind of. Yep. Now you're doing pushing the syringe. <laughs> it's in your. It's hitting into your bloodstream. Guys, a couple more updates from Snopes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's just get to the Was a phallus purposely added to the artwork of the Little Mermaid VHS cover? False. Paid by Disney. Dude, hey, it's... Wh- what's, their, what's their explanation for Paid for, for it? by I'll say Walt it. Disney Studios. All right. I think that you would think this is very... Uh, I think that you would appreciate this part of okay. the song. So the last song... This is, this is moving on past Scandinavia. But we're done with Scandinavian skies. Okay. Ends with that weird outro where he, no one knows what he's saying. He's oh, okay. babbling yeah, yeah, on heroin. Okay, got it. Um, and then the last song is called "Where's the Orchestra." Oh, okay. I did appreciate this song. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this song. It's a short song. 
compared to a lot of the other longer songs. But I've been there, man. We've all been there. Listen to this song. First of all, great lyrics. I, it's a great. It's it's like being in society, not seeing it, being there, but not knowing what in the hell's going on. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like it's very philosophical. It's it's a man who shows up to a play thinking that he's going to a musical, and then they start the play, and he's like, "Where's the orchestra? When's the music coming in?" But it's just people standing on a stage talking. I mean, and he's and he's waiting for is, the orchestra to come in. Such a very specific, very yeah. very specific. That is also a great. We want to think our lives are gonna have this grand emotional sweep mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there you're like what well, where is that well right. that's what he Life's says pretty boring when it's like it's here like the, and you're like but, but where's the thing yeah and but it's interesting that you say that because it says according to joel this is a metaphor for life specifically the realization <laughs> that it's not as a as grand and over the top as it's sometimes made out to be but uh joel tried to make the song feel reminiscent of musical plays and in the studio recording he plays the vocals from the left speaker channel and the orchestral backing in the right speaker channel to emulate a man sitting in a theater watching a play, wondering when the orchestra's coming on. I mean, Basically, it's like you're in life wondering like when it's going to get great. On empty chairs this almost reminds me of a Sinatra song. Yeah. Mm. It's almost like My Way, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, whoa. Wait, no, you hear that? You hear That's that? That's Allentown. And there's that album cohesiveness we've talked yep. about before. Starts and ends with Allentown. I mean that's that's wild. And that is, and the thing is, Allentown with the factories closing down, with like, what's going on? The like this worker mentality, like that's life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. There is no. Orchestra. That's what the real, there is no orchestra. Or in a way, that's what the real orchestra. The drama the, is it, happening all around us. The drama is happening in these small towns, and at Vietnam. But it's and in and in your relationship with Laura and yeah. this like level of like this person that you can't and it's like there's drama throughout the yeah. entire album but at the end of the day it's all fine it's, yeah. it's whatever we perceive we're trying to make it something more than it is and yeah. what yeah. it is is fine and then that one time it's fine and then one time you did heroin and it really freaked you out yeah because <laughs> you try to distort reality yeah, yeah exactly and you, you acted like you were on acid but you were really just on heroin but you're really just Paul McCartney yeah <sighs> You wish, but yeah, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great. Um, I'm gonna have a hot take right here. I this, this, I, I I went into this kind of not expect. This might be to me the best BJ album since The Stranger. I I think you might be right. Like, I, I kind of like it. I I feel you like maybe right. It's definitely better than Glass Houses. It is. It is better than Glass Houses for sure. It's it's more of a. I don't want to like overdo it, but it's a little more of a spiritual album. It's got like it is more, a spiritual album. Well, it's, it's a con. It has which is a why concept, and, he has and no, it also has room for a bunch of different genres of music. And he has no spiritual background to our knowledge, or maybe I mean, he's just a, a humanist, if you will, of like because everybody has faith in something, whether it's you know he, governments, Snopes for Bill. He's got um, faith in. He doesn't have faith in Snopes. He's doing his job. Snopes <laughs> is good. I think S- Snopes is good. Okay, look it up on Snopes. Uh, all right, we're not sponsored by Snopes, but I want to just put a shout out. Like, folks at Snopes are doing their job, you know. <laughs> folks at Snopes. in a world, the folks, <laughs> folks at Snopes, <laughs> dude, that's a sitcom right there. Folks at Snopes, that's my website. Um, snoping Snopes. You don't need a Snopes. Snopes. Snopes is doing the Snopes job. Come on. Yeah. Well. In this world of disinformation, we need more things like Snopes. I think we need more steel mills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I think it was... That last song is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Where's and you can either look at it as like depressing, or you can look at it as like letting the burden go 
of the hardness of reality for your expectations to think there's something else. There is nothing else. Now is all now, there is. Everything is now. Now everything is now. That's all there is. There is no journey. There is no arrival. Mm-hmm. You never get there. It's now. You're, and if you get there, you're not going to be happy because you can't be happy now. And that's what he's saying. Even in Allentown. Because mm-hmm. we all go down together. We do. And who was wrong? That's the And who was right? Well, uh, Josh Lay, thank you for being a guest on Bottle of White. Bottle Actually, of I was uh, now just listening to that lyric. Who was wrong and who was right? Doesn't that's, matter. That's very apolitical. That's a very. It's, but it's like, also like it doesn't matter. In the end, it doesn't matter. Vanity of vanities, and all is vanity. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially given Vietnam, they were they were probably like <laughs> everyone was wrong. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> but you know. Hey. But listen. were they? Or was it exactly? Did everything happen exactly how it was supposed to? What does that mean? I feel it like just means a, like, I feel like there was probably a it's lot all violent and beautiful, and somehow we don't understand anything, and it all makes sense in the same. So you just have to accept what is, because you can't change reality. Because what is the law of nature, Bill? So you want to just do heroin in Scandinavia? <laughs> yeah, I think we might as well. So kinda, we're, that's that's the way things are supposed to go. I will kind of not way it's supposed to go, but like we can't understand wh- how it all fits in. So fuck it, let's do heroin. I will right. say, hey man, it, it might be great for us. It's gonna fit in for someone else, right? I mean, we don't know. Maybe that it, maybe it does. I mean, doing uh, heroin in Scandinavia is probably better than doing the Vietnam War. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. So, right? But we don't know. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not endorsing drugs. I think that was probably better than the Vietnam War, though. It probably was. Yeah. But I don't understand fully to say it was. I'm gonna go. Out I don't know. Limb. I'm gonna go on a limb and say it was. <laughs> okay. But maybe it need, maybe Vietnam not, had to happen. I want. I want to. Who make knows? Sh- I want to make sure. Because here we I'm are not. connecting over Vietnam. Oh shit! You know According I mean? to Snopes.com, He's, Vietnam, Vietnam never better <laughs> than doing drugs in Scandinavia. It's a, it's proven by Snopes. And we all go down together. Right. Well, this has been. <laughs> Josh, is there anywhere online? Or in Baja or in America that people can find you. Snopes.com. There we go. Um, Snopes.com. Yeah, you know. Um, I would say don't worry about my website or or looking into how you can find me. Just wake up, man. Go out there, experience reality, and know that we're all going down together. All right. Well, we sure are. Josh Lay, thank you for being a guest. This is the, the best. Love you guys. Love you. Love this wine. Yep. I will say this: any excuse to uh, goof off with you guys. Listen to some music, drink some wine. The fact that it's recorded, even better. There you go. Yeah, dude. Love it. All right. Well, All right. Uh, what's our, our sign-out catchphrase? Uh, and it's <laughs> between you and me and the Staten Island Ferry. Thank you, Josh, and we'll see you next time. I think we should change it to we'll all go down together. And that that is what we're changing it to. And you know what? Thank you for listening, and we'll all go down. The Staten Island Ferry will go down. The Staten Island Ferry, and we'll all go down together. This has been Bottle of White, Bottle of Red, hosted by Bill Granberg and Corey Cabin. The podcast is produced by Jeremy Balin. If you enjoyed this episode, check us out on the socials at Rosé Instead. That's Rosé underscore Instead on Instagram and Twitter. The podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. For more information on the wines featured in this podcast, check out Celery.com. That's C-E-L-L-A-R-Y.com. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.